Hey, I want to welcome everybody this morning into the Breakthrough Zone. A beautiful Wednesday morning here at uh, LTD Media in Marana, Arizona. We do the show from here each week, and it's just uh, it's awesome. And I had a, I had a special guest today who, at the last minute, um, had to uh, bail out on the show because she had some uh, health challenges that she had to address. So, <clears throat> with that. Uh, I decided, you know, being the resourceful guy that I am, I decided to reach out to uh, my email list this morning and ask them to submit a couple questions, which would give me an opportunity to really talk specifically this morning about uh, career reinvention. And for those that uh, know me, I'm in the career reinvention space. I do a lot of coaching in there. And uh, right out of the gate, I have to tell you that if you hear me clearing a little bit this morning, it's because the uh, pollen counts are off the charts out in Arizona right now. We're in that kind of tweener stage between um, it being really, really hot and the monsoons coming in. So when you live out here where we do, we, we look forward to the monsoons and it knocks some of that pollen down. So you know, apologize for my voice this morning, but I know you'll bear with me. So... Like I said, I reached out to my email list. And I asked them if they could if they could give me some questions that we could we could go over this morning in, in the space of career reinvention. And I know a lot of times if you follow the Breakthrough Zone and you listen to the podcast on you know Spotify or Apple, most of the time I'm in here in a format that is designed to interview people who have reached levels of success. But we're always trying to find out what was it that they did differently. What what are some of the things that, you know, obstacles and challenges that they faced in their lives that they broke through and got to that level? So today we're going to take a little bit of a different. This is going to be a little bit more of an educational uh, tour here. But uh, so one of the first questions, the first question I got that I really thought would be relevant said, uh, what do you consider to be the keys to making a truly transformational career change and this came from uh molly up in boulder colorado and and i uh, appreciate her i've coached with her for for quite a few years now and um but she's in that place where a lot of a lot of you may be where you know you realize you've done something for a long time but there's something inside you that's calling you to do something different and for a lot of my career reinvention clients, it comes down to, you know, they've been they've been doing their job for years. They've gotten the, the kids raised through high school, college, and now they're at that point, you know, what about me? So, you know, maybe they're, you know, and I know this was where I was, you know, 15, 16 years ago when I first started my coaching practice. I was in that place. I was making good money. I was doing a you know, doing things, and, I, and you know, I and I felt like I was sort of making a difference, but it, there was something there that I said, I just, I just need to go in a different direction. I want to do something different, and I eventually ended up in the coaching space, and you know, it's taken off, and and I'm very grateful for that. <clears throat> but I've gone into the career reinvention space as of late, and it's a place that I'm really comfortable because I can relate to people who are out there even listening to this today going, I know I'm capable of so much more. And I think we've all uh, at one point or another looked in the mirror and just said to ourselves, I know I'm capable of so much more, but, but what does that look like? So again, the question, what do you consider the keys to uh, making a truly transformational career pivot? 
Um, and I, and I broke this down into five. I think there was, there was no one thing. There were five specific, uh, things that I'm going to talk about here that I just feel that these five things are key in any kind of a transformation specific to career here we're talking about, but these can be true in your, in your personal life and your relationships that are outside of work as well. Uh, number one, who do you desire to become? I think that's one of the most important questions we can ask ourselves. And I, I ask myself that question all the time. Who do I desire to become? And I think a lot of us have gotten to a certain point in our lives and we've, you know, we, maybe we've achieved, you know, massive success. We've achieved life success. We've had a family. We've, you know, our kids have graduated. They've done well. We feel really good about that. But that's not all. I mean, all of us have an opportunity every day, every week, every month to continue to ask ourselves, who do I desire to become? Um, what does that look like for you? Do, do you want to be a person? Do you want to be a servant leader? Do you want to be seen as a person of impeccable integrity? I mean, what, who do you desire to become? See, we have the opportunity, and a lot of people don't understand this, that we can make a change in our life in any area of our uh, of our life by simply making a different decision if we don't like where we are we don't like who we've become or or you know and a lot of us don't a lot of us have just let life chip away chip away and all of a sudden we wake up one day and go i, I really don't like the person that i am and i think that for me that's where i was you know, 17, 18 years ago, I went through a really tough time in my life. I went through a divorce and it was after that, that I just, I looked in that mirror and I said, I know I'm better than this. I'm not sure where I'm supposed to go, but I know that I'm capable of becoming so much more. And if we continue to ask that question, who do I desire to become? And we honestly answer that question, you know, I do it probably monthly for sure, but a couple times a year, I'm always asking that, who do I want to become? Because our goal should always be to be better tomorrow than we were today, to be better, you know, than we were yesterday. And we focus on that. That's that first step in really creating transformation in our lives or our career. Uh, the second question is, what are you willing to let go of? And a lot of people identify with their job. They identify with their career and they see themselves as that. And so when you start talking about, you know, making a career change or reinventing yourself uh, in a different career or even maybe starting a business, a lot of people get stuck in that. Yeah, but I have benefits and, but I, I'm, you know, everybody's counting on me here. I'm completely miserable, but and we butt and should ourselves out of that. So, you know, what are you willing to let go of? Because any time in our life that we're, we're making any type of a pivot, we're absolutely going to have to be willing to let go of some things. Maybe it's a worn out story from the past. Maybe it's an identity that no longer serves us. Maybe they're just voices in our head from... You know, people telling us years ago that, no, people like you, this is what we do. This is what our family's always done. And so when we're in that place, um, it's very difficult. So we're going to have to be willing to let go of our identity, our former identity, in order to move into the, into the future of who do I desire to become. 
Third thing is who do you need to distance yourself from, right? Who do you need to distance yourself from? Because whenever we're going in a different direction, whenever we're in a career reinvention pattern process, rather, our lives are going to be disrupted. We're going to be changing. We're going to be growing. And there are going to be people, quite frankly, who don't want to see us grow. They don't want to see us go in a different direction because it becomes uncomfortable for them. And this is a key, a key point here to understand that it's not about that you're going in a different direction. They're not celebrating that because they themselves don't want you to go in that direction. It's uncomfortable for them to see you grow. There's this story that many of you have heard about the crab pot. So the crab pot story is simple. That If you ever get down to the beach, the crabbers just get the crabs and they throw them in the bucket. And there's never a lid on the bucket. Why isn't there a lid on the bucket? Because as one crab climbs up to get back out of the bucket to, get fr to go to freedom, another crab reaches up and pulls it down. And this process goes on crab after crab, hour after hour, day after day. The crabs never get back out of the bucket because there's always one pulling them down. So who, who are the crabs in your life that you may need to, um, you know, get rid of? for lack of a better word, could they be negative people? Maybe they're, you know, uh, you know, coworkers who, you know, are always, you know, smiling and cheering you onto your face, but sticking you in, in behind the back. Those are people you don't need in your life. Maybe it's negative friends or family members. When you're going to make any kind of a pivot, any kind of a reinvention in your life or business, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. And some of those sacrifices may be relationships that no longer serve you. You know, I know you've, those of you to follow the Breakthrough Zone, you know, we talk about this on a regular basis with my guests that the five to seven people we spend the most time with have the greatest influence in our life. So we want to choose those people wisely because those are the people that are going to lift us up or they're going to be the crabs in our life that pull us down. So who do you need to distance yourself from? And then fourth, who do you need to bring into your life, right? So as we're replacing people that no longer fit in our lives, negative people, people who really truly don't want to see us go after our dreams and succeed, we're going to have to replace those people with people who truly do have our best interests at heart. Some of those people may include coaches, peers, uh, industry leaders in the industry we're looking to go uh, to move toward, right? So if we're, if we're taking something away that's negative, we have to replace that with something that's positive. And again, our circle of influence is so important. And especially when we're in that career reinvention uh, phase, it's really important because those are the people that are going to keep you motivated. They're going to keep you in the game when you start to doubt yourself, when you start to question yourself, when you start to go back to your identity, when you start to run the stories from the past that no longer serve you, but they become part of your identity. It's these people who are in your circle of influence who are actually the ones that are going to lift you up and keep you on course. And we all need those people in our lives. And then finally, what skills do you need to develop to go to the next level? If we want to go to the next level, if we want to change careers, if we want to go in a different direction, 
we're going to have to develop new skills. We're going to have to develop, uh, you know, new ways of being, habits. For me to come down, you know, to the studio this morning, um, we're going live with video. I came down mentally prepared to do audio because we do that a lot of times. I'm fine with video. Why? Because I'm comfortable with that. Was it always this way? Oh, no, not at all. For those that you don't know me, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a total introvert. I mean, it's really, this is a comfortable space for me this morning because I'm here talking to the camera. I've got our Nareda, our wonderful sound engineer over here uh, to, to my right. But this is a comfortable space for me. But it always wasn't a comfortable space. But by doing it, by taking uncomfortable action, I'm able to come in with the game plan to go one direction, and I went a different direction. I had a guest schedule for today who had to bail at the last minute, so I created a questionnaire to, to get some material for today's show, and then we came in and we decided today was a great day to do video, and I'm perfectly fine with that. We have to be flexible. How, do, how does that tie into the next level? Because any time that we're going to the next level, any time we're making a change, we have to go into our flexible mindset. See, people have fixed mindsets. They always have to have it a certain way. Everything has to look a certain way. Everything has to line up perfectly. Those people are usually frustrated, in many cases, miserable people because they're rigid. They're stuck inside the box, right? Flexible mindset people, people with a flexible mindset rather, can come into most any situation and be able to adapt, make changes. That's what you want to do. So if you're moving to the next level in your career reinvention process, which might include starting your own business. I recently, uh, I teach a course called Pivot from Your Heart, and it's a, cre uh, a six-week course that's built around a four-step uh, four process for you know, creating, creating your next level success. And that includes getting clear on your vision, getting clear on your intentions, what decisions are you going to have to make, and then finally action. But I had a couple folks in there that went from, you know, corporate America type jobs to going and starting their own business. It was an entire, it's an entirely different process. So in order to do that, they have to develop next level skills. Where do you find those? Workshops, like my course, Pivot From Your Heart. Um, there's a ton of online courses out there. Anybody that says today that they, they, can't, they can't afford to you know, get those skills, they can't afford to do that, they haven't, they haven't Googled anything lately because there are tons and tons of online courses. There are companies like Coursera, who for you know, $30 a month, you can take courses that actually will give you uh, certifications. They'll do all of these. There's so many things out there where you can get those next level skills. And, and I just think the self-education industry is amazing. And I know that I have a couple of courses that I teach and, and, it's, and I teach those courses online. And you know, so people come to me to get those next level skills when they're going into a, a reinvention type process. So if you're going to go to the next level, you're absolutely going to have to have next level skills. So just kind of recap that. Who do you desire to become? That's really important. You need to get very clear on who, who are you going to be? Look, look into the future a little bit. It's five years from now. Who are you? 
It's three years from now, who are you? It's a year from now, who are you? It's six months from now, who are you? And really take the time to write that out. I, I had a uh, guest on here a few weeks ago. We talked about the power of journaling and, and just how powerful that is. And I encourage people to journal because it gives you it gives you something to shoot for, but it also gives you something down the road to look back upon and really truly measure uh, your progress. Again, uh, what are you willing to let go of? You're going to have to let go of some things to get to the next level. Um, but then at the same time, you know, you're going to have to bring some things into your life, some people, some experiences, some opportunities into your life uh, to kind of counterbalance that. Um, you know, who do you need to distance yourself from? We talk about that. And then finally, what skills do you need to develop? So hopefully that that's, you know, I know it's kind of a long answer to uh, Molly's question. However, um, I see those as five key, key elements that have to take place in order for somebody to truly uh, reinvent themselves and move in a different direction. So the second question was interesting. Um, what advice would you give to someone who is uh, staying in a toxic work environment because they're afraid their age will keep them from being hired by someone else? This was a really interesting question because I know I recently um, coached my wife through a transition about a year ago to where she was there. She was in a very toxic uh, corporate environment and it just kept getting worse and worse and I watched her go for be this being this happy productive person loyal to just beside herself with w what's happening here and that was one of the bigger challenges that she had initially is but you know I'm, I'm kind of up there in that range now where ageism could come into play and 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 these things and so those stories and and these these illusions started going through her mind. And I remember coaching her and saying, you know what? Yeah, I'm not going to say that ageism doesn't exist because we all know that it does. However, I'm a believer that the cream rises to the top. And if you're good at what you do and you're, you're just solid, that you're going to be okay. And so, and thank you, Jim, for that question. Um, the first, the first thing that comes to mind is we have to honor ourselves, and this was the process that really became the pivot from your heart course. Was a process I went through with my own wife, and I can report today that she's she found a great position with an awesome company, and she's she's happier than she's ever been professionally, and everything's going great. But you have to honor yourself, and and keep in mind we teach people how to treat us. So what you tolerate, you're going to get more of. So if you're in a toxic work environment, and I've coached over the years, ate a lot of people in toxic work environments that includes belittling, sexual harassment, you know, derogatory comments, uh, condescending comments in front of the team. I mean, all of this stuff. If you're in that toxic type of work environment, you really need to start thinking about an exit strategy because as long as you tolerate it, people are going to keep dishing it out. It's just like bullying. Until somebody punches the bully in the nose, the bully will bully. And so you have to first honor yourself enough to realize that you're in a toxic environment and that it's perfectly okay because you honor yourself to leave that environment. But you really need to have an exit strategy. 
And I, I have people all the time say, but you know what? I mean, I, I get benefits and I'm, you know, I've been here a long time and I've got a 401k and, and all of that's true and all of that's wonderful. The problem I have with that is, but you're miserable, right? So you can have all those benefits, the, the window dressing, but if you're miserable and it's sucking your soul out and Monday morning, you wished it was Friday night, it's time to move. You know, you're not a tree. You can move. Right. So that's the first step. We treat people how to teach us what you tolerate a toxic work environment is going to continue to persist until such time that you put together an exit strategy and give yourself permission to begin looking for something that is going to honor you, that's going to bring passion and purpose back into your life. The second point on that is age is a number. Okay. Progressive companies hire talent. The company that my wife now works for does not care how old someone is. They want the best talent available. And I know there are younger younger folks listening to the podcast that may, may disagree with me to a point. However, what I can say is that if you, you know, experience, and I wrote a book a few years ago called Wisdom Through Failure, but it's through failure, it's through experiences that we gain wisdom. And there's a reason why the, the average age of, of, of CEOs and, and, and people in, in, in political positions, including the president, the average age of a CEO in America or the president of the United States is around 55 years old. There's a reason for that. It's because it's taken time to, to gather all of the experiences and the knowledge and the failures and the learning and all of that that goes, goes along with being an effective leader, right? So um, I work with a lot of people that are in their 50s, even early 60s on a regular basis. And what I always share with them is that age is a number. Focus on your skills, okay? Focus on your skills and learn how to effectively package your excellence, you know, you're excellent at things that others may struggle with. Learn how to package. I, I, I share this with clients on a regular basis as well. What are you better at than anybody else? And when you, when you start to think that way, what am I really better at than anybody else? It doesn't mean that other people aren't good at it, but you have to be in that mindset of what am I better at than anybody else in order to you know, begin to package your, your excellence, be, to focus on your skills. Uh, consider consulting. A lot of people out there will, are willing to pay for your knowledge. You know, you, you can turn decades, you know, for somebody you can turn decades into days. You could take all of the experience that you've had, for example, in corporate America or in sales or in running your own business for years, whatever that looks like for you, and you people will pay you for your knowledge. People pay me for the knowledge I'm sharing with you this morning on a regular basis. They pay to take my courses. Why? Because I have experience, right? And it's obvious that, you know, I'm over the age of 50. And, you know, I mean, you may be going, you're kidding me. But, you know, I am. And so I know that ageism exists, but I don't, I try not to let that get into my head because I know that I have so much to offer. And every one of you that's in that in that same it's uh, in that same age group, you do as well. Um, who do you have existing professional relationships with? 
you know, you've been in business for a while. If you're in your 50s, 60s, mid 40s, you have been around long enough to build a database of experiences, a database of contacts. So who can you uh, tap into or, or, or ask for help in helping you find something, a situation that's more uh, progressive and less toxic? So again, we have to honor ourselves by realizing that we need an exit strategy, but then we have to really plug into our networks and start really thinking about things like, you know, what skills do I have? What have I acquired that I can take somewhere where they're going to be appreciated? Sears, study after study has shown that people appreciate appreciation, right? So it's more important in just about any environment than pay, than benefits. You know, a lot of times we get caught up in, well, I get great benefits. I'm getting paid above average earnings. I know I'm miserable. I know I'm in a toxic environment. But, but the reality is, is that you don't have to stay there. That's the thing. So when you find yourself in that environment, it's really important that you, you know, take a deep, deep look at yourself and then say, okay, how much longer am I willing to do that? Right? So having those uh, relationships and tapping into them is going to be something that's going to help you. And then finally, um, hire a coach. I mean, hire a coach. If you're going to, if you're going to make a move from a toxic environment into a better environment, you need an objective set of eyes. There are a lot of very, very good coaches out there, but be coach specific. Find somebody who is an expert in the area that you're looking at. You know, I have a lot of, a lot of times I see, especially with some of the younger coaches uh, that, that kind of have this death grip on, well, if I refer somebody to you, it's taking money from me. Or if I, um, you know, if I support your message, then, you know, it, it puts you here and I'm still here. And, and I share with coaches all the time, that's a scarcity mentality. You know, if you're not an expert in an area, then don't coach it. It's that simple. Don't coach it. Find someone that is. And you know what's going to happen? They are going to return the favor. They're going to find, eventually come across somebody that they can't serve. And they're going to send those people to you, right? So why would I serve somebody if I'm not, uh, if I'm not competent or I'm not extremely knowledgeable in that area? So by hiring a coach, you have an objective set of eyes. This is somebody who, you know, can really come in and, and give you the guidance that you need to do, to do, you know, to give you assignments and to give you things that are going to help you put yourself in that reinvention uh, space in a really, really uh, competent, strategic type manner. So. Uh, I can't I can't stress that enough that, you know, a lot of times we try to uh, we try to go in a different direction, but but we're relying on our friends or our family or we're relying on, you know, cousin Bob, who's pretty negative or whatever. And so we lose our steam. We lose our momentum. I mean, the best investment you can ever make isn't in the investment you make in yourself. And so you have to goes back to, you know, step one in that process was honor yourself right? You're in a toxic environment. And there are a lot of people in toxic environments. The only reason you have to stay there is because you're afraid to do something different. 
And over the years, I've, I've entered into a couple of disagreements on that. People go, oh, but you don't understand. I say, but, but I do understand. And if you're miserable, we live in a world where we have a choice. We could either stay miserable or we could take massive action and do something different, right? There is ageism out there. But I don't believe that it's anywhere near as prevalent as the media makes it out to be. We have these supposed wars between the millennials and the boomers. I'm a boomer, and I hang out with quite a few millennials. I mentor them. I coach them. I like them. I don't sense that. I think most young people, honestly, are looking for older people to serve as mentors. And I'm not sure there are enough people out there, older people, offering up their mentorship. But believe me, if you put your hat in the ring, those people who, who are younger – that are hungry, that really want to take their game to the next level, they're going to hang on what you have to say because they know you've been there, done that, and got the shirt, right? So I just want to encourage everybody this morning that if you find yourself in that, that, that place where you just, you're looking in the mirror and you're saying to yourself, I know I'm, so, I'm capable of becoming so much more, listen to that voice, because that is a gentle nudge. And sometimes our nudges are a lot more powerful, but that's a gentle nudge for you that it's time to consider doing something different. If you're coming home from work like a client uh, that I coached last year and you can't make it through, through your dinner without going to the bathroom and throwing up because you're so freaking stressed out at your job, you need to do something different. That's called... You're hurting your body. You're hurting your health. You're not being of service to your family. You're not being, you're not honoring yourself. And if anyone that's watching this, listening to this podcast this morning, when your health starts taking a hit, when your attitude, and I'm talking about people who are starting to find themselves becoming depressed, frustrated, worried, anxious, these are signs that you have to do something different in your life. And so I just wanted to share that with you this morning. We're going to be back here next Wednesday. I've got a special guest coming back in studio. Uh, appreciate everybody out there. Uh, favorite part of the week is coming down here to LTD Media and, and shooting the Breakthrough Zone. We just we, I just love it. I love coming down here and being able to offer some of the wisdom I've gathered over the uh, you know my many years uh, on, the, on the planet. And I always enjoy bringing guests in that can share some of the amazing experiences they've had and some of the the breakthrough moments i had a guest a couple weeks ago my gosh she lost 203 pounds beat a significant drug addiction and climbed kilimanjaro i'm thinking to myself wow how inspiring is that so that's what the breakthrough zone's about thank you for listening thank you for being here today i appreciate you and we'll see you back here next week everybody take care go out there and have a great week and be kind to each other. Take care.